When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm in here with my man Sekou. We're going to hold you down for the next hour on the podcast, uh, talking hip-hop, culture, television shows, sports, you name it. We're going to cover it um, in the next hour. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Um, I got my man Sekou in the house. It's been a minute since we've been able to get on. Two brothers who are super busy um, but love the, love the music, love the culture. So we got to take some time out and just give you our opinions on a few things that have been going on. A lot has been going on since the last time we were on air. So with no further ado, let me bring in my man Sekou. How you been, brother? Man, listen, I'm good. I tell you what though, um I miss the old Kanye. Absolutely. That's why I played Tad. When I was like, <laughs> let me see, what do I want to bring us in with? And I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah. It 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 was totally on purpose that I did that given our content for tonight. We're gonna talk a little Kanye, J. Cole, Tribe, De La. This we go. We, we're gonna be all over the place a little bit with some different things, but it's all gonna come back to the core of hip hop and music and culture and and how it intersects across all these different things. But yeah, I feel you, bro. I miss the old Kanye as well. Um, why don't we start there? <laughs> why don't we just go ahead and start there? Um, why not? What are you? So for those of you that have been living under a rock or not on any social media, <laughs> um, Kanye has been going through it. Um, now, you know, if you're a fan of RSG and the real sports guys on our last big show podcast with myself, Devon and PhD, I kind of laid out my, my feelings towards Kanye right now. And it's the Kardashian curse, man. And young black men all over the world, man, avoid them, avoid them (laughs) as much as you can. All right. (laughs) It has not ended well for us. Like nobody. You know, I'm, I'm starting nobody to think this, this is case. an extension of the Tuskegee experiment or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like this is the new Tuskegee. <laughs> like we just it's just not it's just not got brothers go in and they do not come out the same. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we I mean, gotta be on alert. Go ahead. You know, the the thing that I you know, that I, I, I keep reminding myself is you know, this is I think this is in keeping with the kind of he he's shown us the signs, right? So this is not like out of the blue. He's kind of set himself up to be, um, you know, this mad 
genius artist, scientist persona. And uh, I think he, you know, he truly believes it, right? And so when the dude starts spitting crazy stuff on stage, you know it's not, well, here's what I'm going to say, and that's going to create a Twitter, you know, storm. And I get, No, he really is like, hey, Jay, please don't come from my head. And, you know, I haven't seen, you know, your daughter. Like, what's happening? Like, he's literally just going through it. Uh, so part of me is always like, okay, at least it's not pretense. I don't feel like I'm being played. But the other part of me is always like, like, you know, do you have any real friends? Like, do you have any real friends that can kind of pull you aside and be like, here's probably what you should do with your life for the next two, three weeks. Like, you just got out of the hospital. What you shouldn't do is go dye your hair blonde and talk to Donald Trump. Like, you, should, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, you should just kind of lay low, rest, spend some family time, you know. So that's that's the part that always kills me. But he, he, he feeds off it. I mean, he... he you know, he he will probably take this and turn it into a sneaker line and another crazy, you know, song. I mean, that, so like part of me is also like this is kind of his artistic process now is to just do all this crazy stuff and then use that as his inspiration for his next masterpiece. Yeah, and I think that is where he's at, right? Like, and and this is kind of the cycle with rappers. Um, you come in as a young buck and you're hungry as heck and your first album is like your whole life, right? It's an accumulation of yeah. your whole life in one album. And if you're successful, you know, maybe you got some material left over, some stories to tell for your second album. But then at some point, it's like, I'm not even living the life I was living on the album, on album one and album two anymore. So where do I find and how do I connect with that, like, zeitgeist that I had. You know what I mean? Like, how do I connect yeah. to that energy with that with those impulses now that I'm so far removed from that because I have this buffer of people who keep me insulated from, like, the real world. Like, yeah, I have a manager. I have a weed guy. I have a, you know what I mean? Like, I have a guy that goes and gets girls out of the crowd for me. Like, I'm not even interacting with humans <laughs> very much anymore outside of, like, yeah. my, my, my minions. <laughs> And my mm-hmm, goons, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. how does that then, like, especially for somebody who came in as, like, an every man rapper, right? Like, a real down-to-earth dude who people could relate mm-hmm. to, and you're super relatable, and that's, your exp- and that's really your appeal, is that you're super talented, but you're also super relatable and down-to-earth yep. and humble, and but also conflicted and normal at the same time, and then you start living this life of a super mega star entertainer and it's hard to be that. And so then he kind of morphed into this, like, again, like, like you said, like mad scientist, evil genius persona. And I think it's ultimately a persona and I don't think it's really him. And I think he's searching, like he's lost himself in his persona, right? Like he's become Mm -hmm. his alias. Um, Yeah. And that's always a dangerous thing is when you become too much, like when Superman stops being Clark Kent from time to time, <laughs> that can, you, need to, you, need to, you need some regulation, you know? Like so, at some point Batman has the, to go back to being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, this, is, uh, this is Fight Club, you know, revisited, right? Like you spend longer and longer being Tyler Durden. 
how do you go back to being you, right? So that's uh, right. He might right. he might have gone full like you know he's pulled the clan together. He's gone to multiple cities, and he's been asleep for a couple of days. So hopefully, old Kanye wakes up. But so, so speaking of this, right? So I think this transitions nicely into this whole J Cole Kanye dust up. And so, what what are you what are your thoughts on? On this, because I think this is a lot of what you know the the song. Um, what's the name of the song now? It's, I just skipped my mind. False um, prophets. False prophets, right? So, it, yeah, you know, it, it's n- not naming names, but like, it, there's a strong consensus. Like he's got to be talking about Kanye a little bit. And so, um, what what did you think? Do you think like hit the nail on the head? And then also recognizing the source of this track what was your your thoughts because i listened to it at least three or four times and had different thoughts every time i listened to it yeah so i i listened to it a couple of times as well and the first time i listened to it i was like yeah he's definitely coming at kanye um and mm-hmm. i thought it was like right maybe this is the therapy this brother needs like maybe kanye needs to like just like have a have somebody kick him in the pants and if the people around him will not do this you know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. it has to be, has to come from somebody who's looked up to him. You know, somebody maybe he's removed from maybe by two or three relationships. You know, there's a J connection, obviously, um, with Cole yeah. and Jay-Z. And maybe Jay-Z sent a little homie to go, you know, clean up the mess. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe J. Cole just took it upon himself. Like, yo, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Um But I think it's also, it also seemed very sincere to me um, at the same time. Like, you know, it's his platform, and if there's just someone he idolized, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like you know, as a as a baller, when I I came up idolizing T Mac, and toward the end of his career, when he was always injured, and just kind of, you know, I, I knew a couple of guys who had played with him, like you know, in mm-hmm. in the pros, and they were saying like, All right, he don't care, man, he don't practice hard, he, you know, and I was like, ah, that kind of sucks, man. <laughs> we had it, like he was a dude, yeah. you know, it's, it's that kind of yeah. same feel. Where it's like, yo, man, I idolized this dude, and now I'm hearing like, yo, he's not even like, he's still in checks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still in checks from the Rockets. You know what I mean? Like, this is my guy. <laughs> and the Knicks. The magic. Yeah, you know, yeah. bamming on people, coming down the lane like ridiculous, you know, playing Killer D, scoring 30 a game, uh, and then like he's shooting 41% from the field, or, you know, trying to scrape out 22 points a night, and it's just like, and he's looking heavy and slow, and it's like, what's going on? And you're like 28. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he had been in the league for 10 years. So it's just one of yeah. those situations where it's kind of like, as a baller, I could see myself kind of writing that letter to T-Mac, like, yo, I, I, I kind of like idolized you and patterned myself after you, and then you kind of went this way. And I don't know what to think of that now anymore. Like, you know, so I get, I got that. I, I understood kind of that perspective from J. Cole um, when I heard it. What were your thoughts? Um, so I thought, I thought it was sincere. I guess my initial thing was, uh, you're half piling on, right, to, to, to guys. So like, I think it's really easy at, in the last, you know, couple of months to say like, come up with a track that's like, yeah, Kanye, man, this dude, not really what he was. It's like, yeah, yeah, we, we know, like, we know, we, 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 we watch the news, we see it. At the same time, and I think we disagreed upon this in, in May, but The Life of Pablo is a good album, right? Like, I, 
I was like, so J. Cole's talking to like, oh, this is, things are falling apart, and I don't know if his heart is in it. And I'm like, mm, J. Cole, if you made an album as good as The Life of Pablo, that would be your best album. <laughs> right? So if this is him, if this is Kanye falling apart, and he's just, and he's on tour, t- selling out, and um, the show that I've, I've, people I know have gone to, they say it's amazing. And I've seen Kanye in concert. He's amazing. He's amazing in concert. Like, the thing I love about the album is, and I and I recognize this about him earlier, is that he makes albums for concerts, right? Like he has in his mind, you can tell, like this song could feed into that song, and this is the kind of vibe that, I, and it's a it's a show. That's why his albums kind of have this feel to them. So, you know, on one hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's kind of gone off the rails recently, but all things considered, I don't, I don't know if I'm if if I'm if I think that uh, Cole's in a position to say. Uh, your ego's getting in the way, and you, you know your life's falling apart, and you got a lot of people writing for you, and yeah, I, I just so part of me kind of felt like mm, I don't know. So you know, and that was the first time I was doing. Then other times I said, okay, maybe he is kind of also talking about the game in general and having idolizing any rapper, including himself, and you know, part of it is his own fault for putting Kanye on some kind of pedestal that he probably doesn't deserve because he's just a dude that raps. Um, but you know, part of me is also kind of still on that vibe of, I don't know if you should be throwing rocks. <laughs> part of me is like, I, I think yeah. you should just, you know, make a comment, but to drop a whole, you know, very, uh, um, uh, the tone of it was just very like, le- he was lecturing. I was like, I don't know if you're in a position to lecture to Kanye. <laughs> so to, what, to your, your point is like, yeah, I was like, yeah, there's probably five people that could probably do that. And I don't think you're one of them. You know, so it was a reach in my view. So that that's what I kept coming back to. <laughs> okay, and I can understand that. Now, again, we did we disagree on life of Pablo. We just we, just, we already hashed that out. We just will. Um, I kind of yeah. agree with Cole's perspective. If 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 you interpret it as he's coming at Kanye, um, I definitely felt like life of Pablo was like, I don't know, like yeah, <laughs> I felt it was a mess. I felt it was a mess. Mm. And I felt like it, it just was too disjointed and not. It was birdmanish. Like <laughs> we talked about that off air. Mm-hmm. It's kind of birdmanish. It's like, you know, where's this going? Like what? Like there were some great songs. There were some great songs yeah. on there. Uh, no parties in L. A. Real friends. Um, Faded was great. Um, again, ultralight beam was great, but it wasn't because of Kanye. And I felt like that kept happening mm-hmm. on that album. And I won't go into it mm-hmm. again, but it just kept felt like like. His moments of of engaging on the album were the moments I liked the least. I liked the things that the people he brought in were doing, um, and his his actual part in it I didn't enjoy. Um, and like you can't keep getting sunned on your own records. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't have the worst part on your own record over and over and over. And that's just what I felt like. I just he felt was like, better than designer. He was better than designer. <laughs> I, 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 he know, won I, that I, yeah. one. <laughs> Good for you. Good for Kanye. He got designer. <laughs> um, but in the same vein, though, like, I hear what you're saying. Like, maybe Cole isn't the guy that has the credentials to come at Kanye. But sometimes doesn't isn't that what it takes for progress, is for someone underneath you to push you, to challenge you, to kind of like nudge you 
and, and, and sometimes that comes from those who are coming up behind us or the younger generation pushing the older elders to like, Hey, we need to step outside of our box. We need to, we need to push the envelope a little bit further. And that's progress. And that in most, in most settings, um, sort of cultures or subgroups, that's how progress, that's how it evolves. Um, so I can yeah. appreciate that where you have the young head saying, you know, at some point somebody's got to step up and say, Hey, I, I'm going to give it, I'm, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for this moment and I'm going to give it a shot. And, you know, you're not LeBron until you make a, you make the play, right? Until you take the shot, yeah. you know? And so yeah. Cole is taking that shot. Um, and I'm not mad at him for that. You know, I agree. I, I agree. Maybe he doesn't have the resume to do it, but also, I mean, if it's a legit shot at Kanye or a general kind of introspective, like this is the game and this is how we go about it. Um, he definitely, um, as you said, the timing isn't coincidental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? And like, then he drops he an album. I was doing. like, wait a minute. Wait a right, minute. Right, you know what you're doing. And then I got to listen hey, to you. Know what I'm yeah. Like, yeah, you know what you're doing. So, you know, I, I, I will never, I will never uh, peg him as that naive of, of, a, yeah. of an artist. Um, so I think it was, it was timed out in that way appropriately to, to promote the album. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the album, your thoughts on the album and kind of where you're at with it. Um, yeah. So, you know, now that we've had this conversation, I think maybe that song has, uh, <laughs> has influenced how I felt about the album because I, I heard that song first and kind of was like, hmm, I don't know. And then I was like, okay, oh, so now you have an album. Okay. Well this, this one better be good because you just came hard body <laughs> at Kanye. So I'm, I'm expecting right. this to be like, you know, far still drive on crack or something. Um, it, uh, it, I thought it was entertaining. It was, you know, um, a little, uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, you know, we're kind of talking a little bit. It's, it took me a while. It's, it's growing on me, but I do not love it. I like it. I don't love it. Um, I've read a couple of things and I try not to do this, but I couldn't help it. People just writing about it's boring. It's a boring album. Uh, I don't think so. I think this is kind of in keeping with um, J. Cole. I mean, it's very sentimental. It's 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 a, a, a concept album. Um, and so he's uh, building and putting characters in. It's very deliberate. Um, I think maybe he could have gotten to the point a little faster. But at the end, I was like, oh, all right, cool. I, this 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 is a good album. Is this going to knock other albums that I've been listening to? all year out of the box uh unclear at this point but um you know is it is it good music yes so you know if that's the case you know lyrically i think cole is you know one one of the better ones out um and when he puts his mind towards something it's he's clever it's heartfelt it's you know he's musical he has a good feel for music his flow kind of adapts to the music and so that's pretty good um yeah so i thought it was good um, but I, I'm still trying to get a sense to whether I, I like it or I just feel compelled to like it because you know the you know it's it's cold and you know if 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 I if I don't want this then what am I what kind of album am I waiting for if I don't want an album like this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And all those points are I think are, are solid perspectives on it. Um, and we kind of talked about this off air for a bit, but. It, you know, I'm kind of in that same boat where I, I like it, 
um, but I'm not necessarily um, drawn to play it over and over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. After the first listen, I kind of was like, okay, I get it. I get it. This is good. The music is good. It's sonically good. His flow is good. The storytelling is solid. I get it. It all came together. And I understand what he was trying to do. And then I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm, I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> Not right now, at least. Back to you Tribe. Know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, yeah, put Tribe back on and bump that some more. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I was with it. Um, it as I kind of w- was thinking about it and kind of letting it ruminate in my head just as a concept, and, and we talked about, like, it, it's a concept album. Nobody calls them that anymore nowadays, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. what it is. When you think about concept albums from the 90s, where a rapper just doesn't go and check the, the industry boxes of a song for the ladies, uh, your drug dealing street song, your posse cut, uh, your club yeah. joint, you know, your lyrical battle song. And, and they don't do that, you know, and they're trying to do something artistic. You know, back then we called that a, a concept, <laughs> a concept album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's very much what this is in that sense. And like I said, nobody will call it that, but that's what it is. Um, but it reminded me of, like Good Kid, Mad City, um, where Kendrick is going through and telling this story, but it wasn't as, um, the songwriting wasn't as um, accessible, I guess is a good term, um, as Good Kid, Mad City was, where Kendrick mixed in um, just like catchiness (laughs) with everything that he was, while he was telling his story, um, he wrote some really catchy songs. Um, Yep. On Good Kid, Mad City, from uh, Don't Kill My Vibe to uh, Backseat Freestyle, um, mm-hmm. Swimming Pools. I mean, all of these Swimming songs, yeah. to even other songs like, you know, um, Sing About Me, um, all these other songs that were super lyrical, but also accessible and catchy if you weren't, like, going to break down his lyrics. You know what I mean? Like, if you weren't going <laughs> to sit and, like, just zone in on the words, like, it was still a song that you could listen to. Um, and just like be mindless and kind of enjoy it, um, not mindless, but just zone in on 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 the other parts of the song outside of the lyrics. Um, yeah. And this is a musical song. Uh, this is a musically, it's a good album, but it's not like Good Kid, Mad City when you talk about the concept storytelling. I'm gonna take you on a trip. Um, but it did kind of give me that vibe of and Kendrick's, uh, you know, always his, one of his quotes and. and and Pac and the uh, interview he had with Pac on the uh, To Pimp a Butterfly was, you know, we're, we're just letting our dead homies tell stories through us, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what I got from this, from Cole. Like, this yeah. was him letting a dead homie tell a story through him, right? And I was waiting yeah. at some point for him to, like, kind of get at that, like, even use that as a, like, use that sample, <laughs> you know, like, throw that in yeah. somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, because uh-huh. that's what it was, and that's what it is. And so that, th- those are my, you know, that's kind of how I felt about it. Well, that's good. Yeah, and I think there is clearly between him and Kendrick like a, um, you know, this one-upsmanship, right? They 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 are battling for, uh, or they're they're dropping projects that push the other, and you can kind of see it back and forth. And and that's probably another reason why I appreciate it is because a not only is it on its own, you know, a, a good album, but also it. Because people look up to J. Cole, people see, you know, him being successful, making albums like this. And I'm like, that's 
exactly what I would like to see more of, right? So I want to see more albums that are positively influenced by Forest Hills Drive and For Your Eyes Only and Good Kid Mad City, maybe a little bit Trip of a Butterfly. You know, I, I came around on that album, but I'm still like, ah, could have done so much more. But, um, <laughs> so, you know, the, uh, you know this kind of uh, album and what and what he's doing to me is really impressive um to kind of be i mean he's signed to rock nation or whatever but he, he pretty much does these on his own right i mean he's pretty much like an, he's acting and operating like an independent artist making albums that he thinks are good he has total control he's not letting anybody from the label tell him what he should or shouldn't do does he have any any uh anybody on this album i don't think so right he didn't have anybody no, on no. oh he just had uh I thought he had uh, what's her face on one track. I thought um, Rhapsody was on one track, but now I can't. Remember. Uh, maybe okay, she maybe, wasn't. Yeah. I'm thinking something else. But uh, but there's pretty much nobody. It's him, right? And so yeah, you know, certain part of me, I was like, man, that is difficult. He has you know pretty much etched out a, a kind of uh, area for himself where he's like, I am Russell Westbrook up in this piece. I am going to do it all. I'm playing by nobody's rules. And I'm just going to dominate. And when I dominate, and you know, when you know, you see the stat line there, and you're like, that's all him. That's all Russ, right? There's, there's no, he right, didn't get a help. Right. He didn't get help from anybody. There's no, oh yeah, well you know, the producer, he produces most of the songs. So, in that way, you know, he's definitely kind of following that Kanye link. But he's got more Kendrick, thankfully. You know, as far as lyrically, he's really trying to do some interesting things. So. You know, I, I don't want to sound like uh, I hate the album. It's, you know, not one of my favorites, uh, but um, it'll definitely be something. As soon as I find two or three songs I really like, that'll help change. Because right now I'm like, uh, I don't know, Immortal, I kind of like that. Uh, Folding Clothes, me, you know, no, Neighbors. Neighbors is the song that I was like, okay, I think, I think I might actually like this song. Like, for real, for real. And so, you know, we'll see. Right. Right, yeah, and, and I agree with you. Immortal kind of caught me. Folding clothes is is it, it is super catchy, but it's like not catchy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. Like, you want to be like every every man in love. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a regular dude, like doing regular stuff for your woman, just because you care, and it's just like a mundane, like regular thing. But I just don't yeah. see it catching on. <laughs> I just don't see that popping. <laughs> Like I can't see nobody like hashtag a folded clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jay, Jay you know, started not, from the four point six. You know, trends, trends start the hue blows and now folding clothes. Man, yeah. come on, that's that's next in line. Right. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, but w- so you mentioned like it's not gonna knock some things that you're listening to out of the box. What are some of the things that you kind of bumping right now? Um, so I think we both mentioned the Tribe album. I mean, the Tribe album, uh, and, I, you know, I'm in the process now of doing my 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 year in review, my hip-hop year in review. There's going to be a lot of Tribe. Surprise, surprise. But uh, the Tribe album, I just cannot stop listening to this thing, man. It's It's kind of amazing in that. It's been 18th. I mean, we we did, I think we talked at the beginning of the year about, oh, 2016. Oh, let's dig in the crates and look at some 1996, you know, 20-year reunion. And we talked about Tribe then. And I, you couldn't have paid me $1,000 and 
and said like, oh, Tribe is going to drop an album later this year and you're going to love it. I'm like, no. Like I'm, I, I put them in the, they're in a box. I will always love that album from 20 years ago. And, you know, I'm, I've just resolved myself to that to be the case. So to have some come out, as soon as I heard it was coming out, I got super nervous. Right, like, oh, this is terrible. Right, right. Like, this is gonna be the end. Like, this is gonna be Jordan in the Wizards uniform. Right, like, just you're gonna have to force yourself to forget this. Um, and so when I finally listened to it, and to listen to how good it was, like, not even handicapping it, not even biased. Like, it's just good. I had people, like the IT dude in my job, at my job, who's from New York, and he just came. He's like, you heard the new Tribe album, and I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, man, it's good. <laughs> I was like, it is good. <laughs> you know, I was like, we have never talked about music or anything, but he just knew, like, Seku's going to listen. You know, it just brought people together in a way yeah. from all walks of life. And all. And so um, so that one is, is in steady rotation. But I think probably everyone's listening to that. One other one that maybe people aren't listening to is uh, I've really taken a liking to this uh, – this, um, game ep the 1992 i think it's called Heck um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know we talked about this I'm, I'm always conflicted on games but he brought it uh-huh. this is this is a game i love i i love this if i get more of this game i'm in <laughs> all so right yeah i'll let you say your piece and then i'll talk about how i feel about it no i mean i it was Exactly what I mean. He he he's someone that you could tell was like I really want this to feel like a '90s album, um, and he just did it. And it was not, it was anti-conceptual album. Like it was based in '92, and he he had the production. He used a lot of you know tracks from that area, the, the era. But in essence, it was just him spin bars over you know good beats. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and so I find myself kind of uh, almost guiltily like. Yeah, I know I should probably be listening to, like, you know, Coloring Book and all these other, you know, high, highly heralded, highbrow kind of albums. But that 1992, that thing bangs. So I listen to a lot of that. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm I'm, I'm in with you on that one. Um, and it's kind of, I just stumbled upon it. Like, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't kind of checking for it. I wasn't waiting on it. Mm-hmm. I happened to just be kind of poking around, looking to see on Spotify, looking to see what had come out and what was new. And um, I saw it, and I was like, well, let me check it out. You know what I mean? And yeah. about three songs in, I was like, yo, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the juice to however you want it, I mean, like, he just, he he brought it. I mean, I, I'm just like, yo, man, I I, I like this. I liked it a lot, yeah. and it was it was yeah. one of those unexpected surprises, like finding twenty dollars in your winter coat on the first day yeah. you wear. Like, ah, oh, this is nice. I left this in my coat, or, <laughs> you know, last winter, and I found two mm-hmm. bones. That's exactly. great. Um, absolutely. Um, and and the tribe album, as you said, like it, there was some trepidation and some nervousness and some fear around just how this was going to go. Um, I imagine, I imagine, and again, I wasn't a major, like, Tribe wasn't a huge part of, like, my um, induction into hip-hop. Um, I was aware of them. I enjoyed the music, but it was, like, Outkast was my, like, Tribe, right? That was my era as mm-hmm. Tribe, and that was, no, and so I was, like, if Outkast were to drop an album 
in the next five years, I'll be like, oh, this guy, it has to be good. Like, it has to be good. Like, they've <laughs> never be. dropped a bad Otherwise, album. Otherwise, bury like, it. it. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Don't like, let it come I'm going to act like it never happened. Like, if it's bad, I'm going <laughs> to totally act like it never happened. Because <laughs> that's, like, where they are for me. Like, they're on that pedestal for me. Like, they can do no wrong. And when they do know, when they do do wrong, I'm gonna act like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And so there was, yeah. that, I could see that like nervousness amongst like my friends who are like tribe heads, and they're like, okay, they you know they all kind of had their fingers crossed, like, oh, this has to be good, this has to be good, and they were nervous because it's been a minute, it's been yeah. a minute, and you just weren't sure if they still had it, and boy, do they got it, man. I mean, every guest appearance yeah. was just a perfect usage of a feature. You know what I mean? Like they 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 kind of melded everything together in just the right amounts and just the right ingredients, and it just is a heck of a a heck of a project, man. It's just it's fantastic. I mean, and, and sonically, it bounces all over the place where it's not like that's the one thing with the for your eyes only. Like it kind of has a steady flow to it, where mm-hmm. one song kind of melds with the next song. But I feel like Tribes does that. It melds, but each song is kind of a song, like it's its own like little entity, but it fits within the greater context of everything. But it's like it's like you know Rodman is on the Bulls, and you got Pippen, and you got Jordan, and you got Kukoc, but they're still the Bulls. They're still a championship yeah. squad, and they're all different in their own way, and they all kind of have their own beat, but yep. they fit together, and that's how I felt about it. It's it's it's, it's I, I'll ask you. I haven't really kind of put it to thought yet. Maybe you have. Where do you rank it amongst Tribe's albums? Oh. Or is it too soon? Wait, too soon, too soon. No, um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's not jumping, you know, the top two. It's not jumping Low in Theory or uh, Midnight Marauders. Like those, it's just not doing, nothing is doing that. Um, I would... So Beats, Rhymes, and Life, which came out 20 years ago, it's probably on par with that one. So this might be their third best, which is kind of crazy to say because, you know, um, besides the fact that they are grown men, right, <laughs> like making right, a right. hip-hop album for the first time together 18 years. The last yeah. time we saw them was that – was that documentary which just broke my heart. So that that was my fear. Like my fear was this was going to be like the documentary on wax. Like every, all the bad parts of that about them beefing and going back and forth and not getting on the same page and so, you know, so this came up. So this was a real pleasant surprise. But I think I'd probably put it uh probably on part 3 tied for third, maybe just below third um with Beats Rhymes and Life. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I just wanted to throw that at you. I'm sure that probably caught you off guard, yeah. but uh, no, no, it was good. The, so the uh, so one other thing that I was thinking about, um, at, I was really thinking about just as I was um, getting ready to to, get to hop on the phone was part of. I wonder to what extent the my love for this album, aside all things aside, is that when was the last really good group album? hip-hop group album, right? Like, groups now are Future and Drake get together and make an album, right? But they're not a group. So this is a group. Like, you know, in in the truest essence of the form, 
And I just tried to think, I didn't even look at anything. I was like, when was the last, and I've been doing these year in reviews, like top five since 03. And I was trying to think of the last hip-hop group that was in the top five. Can you think of the last group album that was really, that was like one of the best of the year? Yeah. Um, honestly, I would have to go, for me, I'd have to go back to like, Grind date, Daylight's grind date. Yes. All right. Okay. Like, that's that's where I would get like, and I was like oh five, oh four, oh five. I think I was a year or two out of college. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a, that was a grip ago. <laughs> it's been a minute. I was thinking, okay, I was like, all right, when was the last Little Brother album? Right. I was like, okay, you know, I'm, first I was like, all right, let me just go. What are the the big groups? Right. And then you realize like, okay, Outkast hasn't made an album together in a minute. Locks have been together. Like there's, there's been none. So that's right. the other thing of this that it's kind of mind blowing. Is like this is a, a hip hop group making a great album, which we haven't seen in maybe a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's right. the other thing that that kind of trips me out about it too. Yeah, and that's and that's the industry, right? A bit, a big mm-hmm. piece of that is the industry and how you know we've moved away from the collectivism of hip hop. And it's it's you know it's all about you know I got I got to get I got to maximize my monetary value and I can't do that splitting it with two other dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm I, I'm not a good investment for a label if I'm if I'm cutting checks if three ways. Um, and yeah. It's not worth my investment if I got to split what the label is going to give me three ways. Um, Correct. And they're not going to give us enough where we're all going to feel satisfied um, or we're maxing out what we could be getting. So that's the, that's where the business part kind of killed the group. And, you know, somebody maybe need to do a documentary on that um, because I think it, you're right. It's a crazy phenomenon where there aren't groups very often and the groups that are, aren't, aren't making great music. Um, I'd have like to run really the jewels, the, run the really, jewels might be the yeah. only other one. And are yep. they really a group? Right, or is it like a yeah? I mean, they I I'd say they are now, and the reason I say that is because my best friend is their tour DJ, and those dudes are are a group. Like that is a that is okay. a collective. They are a family. All right, like, those dudes are those dudes are all in together on this whole thing, and it's not like Mike is doing his thing over here, and LP <laughs> is doing his thing over here, and then they pop in for a week in Atlanta, do an album, and then they go back to doing their own things. Like that's a real unit. Um, All right, so that might be the so that might be I, the last I, one. Yeah, that might. Yeah, I'd say that that that's probably that's probably it. And the only reason I say that is because I have an in, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'm on the inside on that one, and I and I know somebody who's a part of it, um, and yeah. and just how how it how they talk about it and how it really is kind of they they are kind of a collective, um, in that sense. Cool. But yeah, man, it's it's few and far between. It truly is. Mm-hmm. It truly is. So as we talk about that, you know, De La also dropped an album this year, which surprisingly was really good. Um, and again, yeah. De La, you know, the stakes is high is kind of where I was like, oh, De La Soul, they're hot, they're good. I really wasn't mm-hmm. of age to really be into their earlier stuff. So I kind of got in on stake, stakes is high, and then they kind of like, you know, there was the uh, the uh, Mosaic Thumps, and, and that kind yeah. of series, Art, and Art kind of check for those intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So those were those were cool. I enjoyed those, but yeah. I was never blown away by any of those um, until the mm-hmm. grind day. And when the grind mm-hmm. day came out, I was like, 
this I like. <laughs> you know, and that year, I think uh, The Fix had come out, Scarface is The Fix. And I'm like, yo, my two favorite albums are by, you know, like some real old heads. <laughs> like 40, like legit 40-year-olds. Right, like, like, <laughs> like dudes who have kids probably my age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think Maceo has a son who's in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, these are granddads now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, Daylight's new album, um, again, is, is one of those where it is them being them, but it is definitely them today. And it works. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed it a ton. And, again, it was one of those things where I was kind of like, oh, Daylight put something out? Let me just check it out. And it was like, wow, they still got it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I enjoyed it. What were your thoughts on that particular project? Uh, very much the same. I was pumped. And so, so Dela has done this, um, you know, grassroots Kickstarter kind of movement. I don't know if you are um, in on that. So I, they kind of, uh, what did they do first? I'm trying to remember the first thing they did. I think they released all of their music, every album for free, right? And they were like, we will give you every De La Soul album for free if you, you know, sign up to our website and give us your info. And I was like, done, right? Like, you could have that. Um, and then, um, you know, but obviously a lot of people did that. So then with those emails, they've been pretty much grassroots kind of a deal, right? So for this album, I'm pretty sure at two separate times, I put money towards it. So they kind of funded this through like a self-run Kickstarter kind of deal. And um, so I was getting bits and pieces of this through that. And um, and I was like, oh, yeah, this song is good. And, oh, yeah, man, this is really good. And, you know, they would kind of have these blog posts. And it's like, all right, this is what we're doing now. We're paying for studio time. And we're trying to do it the right way. And we're getting people together. We're not doing, you know, emailing tracks. We're like we're really kind of recording it. So... When the album kind of came out, I kind of knew what to expect. Um, but at the same time, I was also still like, they could still screw this up, right? So, um, you know, let me, let me listen to it. But um, no, pleasantly surprised. Um, enjoyed it. Didn't jump at me. It was, it's not Grind Date, right? So it's not a song that had three or four tracks that I was like, I have to listen to this over and over and over again. But uh, that was, that was uh, something that I kept listening to just kind of in my office, just having on. Right, and I so I could like go in and out of listening to it, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I like, I really like this song. Oh yeah, I like no, this verse right here is good, and so a uh, uh, quality kind of album through and through. Grown man hip hop, as I like to call it, right? Like it's about big issues in the industry and kind of what the meaning of life, and but not in a preachy kind of uh, way, which is kind of the, the sweet spot that De La Soul has figured out, like how to make a song that can be boastful, can be kind of introspective, and not be, you know, I'm grandpa, y'all come here and listen to the stuff I have to say, right? And so that <laughs> that right. was a pleasant surprise also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, what other projects have you been digging? Um, I, we kind of talked a little bit about my uh, discovery of Mac Miller. I know I'm late to the party on that one. I'll take my late pass. Um, <laughs> but this Divine Feminine album, man, um, I just, I, I kind of, again, just stumbled upon it and was like, let me check it out. I'm not busy right now. Let me listen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I really like the whole vibe. I mean, it's got vibe, his lyrics, you know, Max, his voice has always kind of been a little different to me, 
But um, mm-hmm. his lyrics are on point. He's got good guest spots, and they bring a lot of texture to it, and they add a little something extra to what he's got going on. Um, but it's definitely yeah. got a vibe, and the vibe is that I mean, it's a, it's a I recommend it. I highly recommend it um, to anybody um, who's looking for something to get into. Um, and then No Worries, which is uh, one of uh, Anderson Pac's many uh, projects, the the Yes Law yeah. album um, yeah. is, is just fantastic, and that's something that's been in heavy rotation for me as well. And again, just that kind of funky. Uh, West Coast vibe to it that Anderson has um, is all over this one. Um, it's just kind of I don't know. I kind of it's, it's like it's like you're hanging out at a dice game. So wait, this is an Anderson Park album, or is it what is it? What do you so what is it? Has, I don't even know what you're a, talking it's about. It's uh, No Worries <laughs> is like a uh, a side project that he had, and he's like the front man for like a group, um, and it's very much like it, it sounds like Malibu. Um, to an extent, um, but it's definitely Anderson Pac heavily influenced. He's the main voice on it, um, but it's like him and, and a bunch of cohorts. So it's it's called Yes Lord, um, Lord with a L A W D. Yeah, so uh, check it out if you haven't heard it. Check it out. It's good. Um, like I said, it's got that. Uh, I don't know. It's got that seventies kind of funky thing that he does. I don't really know what words to put to it, but. It's his sound. Um, it's yep. it's melodic. It's it's hard, but uh, it jams. Um, and yeah. it's just more that. Um, and I, and I like it. Um, so that's that's another one that I've kind of dug into, and really enjoyed a lot. Um, yes, Lord. Add that to the yeah. list. So yeah, uh, Malibu yeah. is Malibu might be my favorite album of the year. <laughs> like all genres, yeah. like that that album. As soon as it came out, I yeah. And I'm not an R&B guy. I probably listened to almost none, right? So I, I mean, it's just at this point where I was like, yeah, none of these guys. I wouldn't pay money to see a, any of these people, right? Like I don't right. care how much dancing they're doing. Like I'm not. And I heard the, the Anderson Pack. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This dude is really amazing. How does he have his own sound? And this is like really his first major release i was like that's pretty hard to do yeah. like say like oh yeah this is yeah. classic anderson pack sound and i was like he just developed that um so yeah i'll definitely be checking for that um other things so the schoolboy q the blank face lp that that lp's great um yes and it, it's in the is this an album is it not if he self-titles it an LP, I'm guessing he's saying, no, this is my album for real, but then it kind of feels like a mixtape, so I don't know. Um, yeah. But I really like that one. I, lo- I love Schoolboy Q. I mean, you could do no wrong. And then uh, Rhapsody uh, released, I'm going to say it's an EP. Yeah, it is an EP uh, called Crown. And yeah, that I haven't had also... a chance to listen to it. I've saved Ooh. it. I'm a big Rhapsody fan. Like, mm. she's... she's... She's got, she's got that. She's carrying that Lauren torch for me right now, man. Yes. Um, yeah. She, and she's just, she's got that, she's got that, that li- the lyrics, and she's on point. She's got perspective. I appreciate yeah. Rhapsody. Yeah, she's the one that I'm hoping can put together like a monster, good kid, Mad City kind of release. Like if there's anybody who's got it, she's got it. I mean, she's got the production support. I mean, the ninth one, their soul council, that that whole collective. And then, you know, people, yeah. 
that she's so I think uh so Raphael Sadiq's on it, Anderson Pack's on it, Absol is on it, right? Like she just gets on with these crazy lyricists and they just feed you know, it's just back and forth. It's, they're, they're like, you can tell they're in the, the studio like, I'm not bringing my B game. I ain't trying to get eaten. <laughs> like right. Rhapsody ain't about to own me. I'm coming with a good right. verse. And so uh so it creates a really cool thing. So I'm hoping, you know, and now she's Rock Nation and so you know, maybe there'll be a uh, a major release that kind of finally she finally kind of gets the widespread props that I think she deserves. Because I mean, right now, I mean, it's like Nicki Minaj is is the female MC that garners all the right. attention, and I'm just like, that's one thing, and that's fine. But man, there's a gem right here, and I, you know, most yes. people when I say rap, I agree. Like, oh, I don't. Who is that? You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, there's room for this other thing. Like, that doesn't mean Nikki has to go away, right? There can be yeah. that. There could also be this. Her though, Instagram right? can, can stay. It doesn't Her have Instagram to be one or the stay. other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to say all that on wax. <laughs> Her Instagram can hang around a little bit. But I mean, there, there's okay. space. There's space for multiple. There's space for multiple images. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it doesn't have to be one or the other, or one versus the other. Um, and I think it'd be good if we could see some uh, some more images, uh, perspectives, impulses for young women to kind of latch on to as far as just like understanding the game and getting introduced to music. Um, yeah. One more I've been checking out, checking for a lot, is the uh, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Mm. Um, and it yeah. kind of segues us into our next conversation. But this one... He surprised me in that I, I have his previous. I have a lot of his previous music, and it's very, it's very electronic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, very. It just has a very futuristic electro vibe to it, and this one is very much like funkadelic inspired, um, which was an interesting kind of shift for him. Um, and just when you think about like the things that people try and uh, pay homage to and like recreate. Nobody's ever really tried to go back and recreate Funkadelic. Um, mm. And he did it pretty well. Um, I thought it was, it, it was solid. It was interesting. It was different. I enjoy it. There's some joints on there that, you know, I play a lot. And it's a good – I like it. It's a good project. But it definitely is um, kind of a, a regurgitation of, of something else and not solely wholly original. It may be to a younger crowd, um, Mm -hmm. which is fine because that needs to happen too, right? Like that happened for me. Like hip-hop and the sampling of hip-hop introduced me to Earth, Wind & Fire and the Funkadelic and Stevie Wonder and the Isley Brothers and all those groups um, from before my time. Um, And it expanded my appreciation for music in general, particularly black music. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, that, that's important. Um, and, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, even though some people may say, well, it's not original, you know, like my mom used to say, that ain't nothing, but so-and-so sped up <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> sped up. They just, they just chopped and screwed. Hey, none, that right. ain't nothing but you know, some Lionel Richie chopped and screwed. Exactly. You know, as, as my mother used to point out to me every chance she got, <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, have you heard that one? 
So uh, I've only heard a couple of tracks through um, through the show, through, through Atlanta. So I think uh, me and your mama was on, or either on a show yeah. or on some kind of other thing that I was listening to. And, um, um, and it's one other song that I can't think of. But I was like, oh, this is oh, this is his new one. Like, yeah. So I haven't listened to the whole album, just that and uh, Zombies. So me and your mama and Zombies okay. are the yeah. two tracks I've heard. And both of them like, these are good. They're, you know, childish Gambino. Yeah. So they're like, you know, d- d- not surface level, right? Like you got to be listening right. and understand what you're hearing. Yeah. But he's just a talented guy, period. He is. And so you brought up Atlanta. And, you know, Atlanta. So right now, there's like this, right now we're in this like sweet spot for like black TV, in my opinion. Because um, there are lots of shows that kind of, speak to a black audience, period. Um, There's Atlanta. There's the get down on Netflix. You got Luke Cage on Netflix. You got Queen Sugar, which is on the own network. Um, You got Insecure, which is on HBO, not to include things that are already out there like Black-ish, How to Get Away with Murder, um, shows of that nature. So there's a lot of black folks doing interesting things on TV um, right now, which I think is a, it's a good thing, and it's and it's not it's not run of the mill stuff. It's like all original yeah. good stuff that is like, yo, this is cool. Like, so Atlanta is one of those things. And as I'm kind of getting into these shows, there's one common thing though with all these shows. Music is 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 very much central to it, um, and mm-hmm. it's central to moving the stories. It's central to the packaging and and marketing of the show. So, for example, Queen Sugar and Insecure have, like, Spotify channels um, mm. in which, like, they play music on the show. I think Solange, that's another one. That's another one. Seat at the table. Mm. Um, mm. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if you checked for that one, but, you know, Solange knows oh, that Seat at the table is, is ridiculously yeah. good. Um, there are, like, yeah. six or seven songs on there that I just love. And, you know, I love them because my daughters love them. And that yeah. that makes me proud as a dad. Like, I've done it. I feel like I've done a good job. <laughs> mm, there you <laughs> go. They like those songs. <laughs> um, but, uh, but she is the uh, musical consultant for Insecure. And so, like, she, you know, you, you, and you can tell, right? There's, there's purpose yep. to what they're playing. They're, they're putting people on. They're giving shine to people who may not have shine, but the song, they also, I mean, the songs are also just like, there's a song that just fits the scene and it's just all about this scene, but it's an artist that maybe you haven't heard of a song you maybe haven't heard. So I, I just think that's, that's interesting and that's refreshing because, you know, as a child of the nineties and kind of coming up in that era, the soundtrack to a movie was almost just as anticipated as the actual movie. Like there are movies yep. I didn't even see, but I got the soundtrack. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are movies that I could care less to see, but I got the soundtrack. Um, above the rim, the so, above the rim soundtrack changed the game for me. And at that point, I was like, "Wow, you it can did. sell like you can have an, a soundtrack go gold." <laughs> like just yes. the soundtrack. Right. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah, and so it just it did. It changed the game, and it, it totally opened up this whole new market for introducing new music while also, like, keeping, you know, like, I, I would imagine Drake would be a soundtrack monster if he was in the 90s because he just drops all these, like, loose joints. 
all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those are things that you would probably find on a soundtrack, um, you know, somewhere in the nineties, right? Like, Oh, this, this, yeah. uh, this, this soundtrack has this new Drake song on it. And it's just like, just a one shot deal. Like he just had some music yeah. running around and was like, yo, pay me for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can have it. So, um, so I'll push, I'll push back on this only a little bit. Um, cause I, all of the things that you're mentioning. So I didn't know about, um, Insecure and Solange there, which also makes sense. But when I look at, so Atlanta has um, Donald Glover, right, kind of managing that whole process. And he's an artist, right? right. He's a guy that yeah. creates things. He's a writer, et cetera. Uh, Luke Cage, I mean, you pretty much had, um, what's the guy's name? Adrian, Adrian Younge. I, I don't even know yeah. how to pronounce his last name. But, you know, yeah. he is a composer, Right, so like he is yeah. an artist that creates music, and so these guys are have hip hop and stuff like, but they're also really, really gifted composers. Drake, I just would like he would have verses, but the people who are doing this well are people who understand music, right, and right, understand right, how right. to weave it together, and that's the part that excites me because for a number of reasons. One, you know, I'm just sick and tired of people like throwing hip hop into stuff. And, you right. know, no one from hip-hop really getting a chance to control it, right? And so um, <laughs> so I used to watch uh, 24 on Fox, and I, I was really into this show. And one of the things that I was really into was, like, the music was just ridiculous, right? It was like every, you know, any time anything happened, the music got crazy. And so I was like, who does the music? And so this guy, Sean Callery, I, I'm also probably mispronouncing his name. And so I just happened to, because I love the show, he does the music for, like, half of the shows you watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has cornered the market on, like, any dramatic show that has any kind of, uh, and they're going, dun, 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 and they're going, like, Sean Callery's doing that, right? So there is a way to, and he probably has a house that's bigger than Kanye. He probably got a pool bigger than Kanye's, right? And so it's like, there's obviously <laughs> a lot of money to be made in doing these scores and controlling the music, aside from the fact you need to control the, and so it's nice to see, like, Adrian Young is going to get that money, or Solange is going to get that right. money, or Donald Glover is going to have right. complete creative control. So that also pleases me um, as well, because they're, they're doing a good job, and it's also, again, helping them um, kind of grow and help and, and feeding the artists that are giving so much to the art form. Yeah, yeah. So in, as we actually talk about the show, Atlanta, what do you think of the show? <laughs> it is by a wide margin, the favorite, my favorite thing on television. It's like not even close. Like I, as I watched the show with my wife, she is like, "You love this show." I was like, "I just like you are like cracking up, dying at shows." I was like, "It's true." And I mean, you know, it's written in this kind of quirky way. At least two or three times in it, I am like tears streaming down my face, laughing. Right. So like, he's great. Um, the Do Paper Boy, uh, what's his name? Brian Tyree, I think is his name. He's great. Yeah. And, the, and and the episodes are just, it's like watching a combination of boondocks and, like, the the very best aspects of, like, all your favorite TV shows. And they're just ridiculous kind of premises. But at the same time, it's real people with real problems. It's it's so trill. It's just like, you know, these cats are just, yes. I need to take my girlfriend out and I have like $30. How can I turn this right. $30 into like a hundred dollars? And every dude has been in that situation. It's like, I got this girl. I like, 
right? I'm praying yes. to God she does not order steak because I ain't got it, you know. And so moments right. like that just really make this show just great to me. I, I, I cannot speak more positively about a show than Atlanta. Yes. Um, I, I, I felt like it it took the Chappelle impulse that was lingering in the ether space and just ran with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's just like mm-hmm. these things that happen and like you just need somebody to like kind of shed some light on like how awkward it is or how different or like weird it is. Um, yeah. And the, 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 the level of satire that was in the show just I I I I and yeah I'm I'm in the same it's boat super as you. Smart. I kind of put my wife onto it. Yeah, I kind of put my wife onto yeah. it. I was like, hey, this show Atlanta, and she was like, what channel is it on? I was like, FX. And she was like, yeah. we never watch anything on FX. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we gonna watch this. We are gonna watch this <laughs> every <laughs> last we gonna, one. Yes, yes, we are going to watch this. And so she just got sucked into it, and from the first episode uh, with the whole jail scene. <laughs> jail scene right <laughs> and so aside from me so it's hilarious right and this is what i love about the show is that it has this scene it's ridiculous it's hilarious and they're talking the dude with the other dude he thinks he's a girl and then it yeah. ends with you know the guy that's mentally disabled getting beaten down right. by getting beat by the, the cops police. right and you're just like oh and, and the then everyone's kind of like oh yeah things yeah. just got real and, and the that whole conversation is, is is like yeah yes Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's just like you know, you're laughing, and then you're like, "But yeah, they be doing that." Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're laughing at it, and you're like, "Yeah, that's what happens, actually." Like, yeah. he shouldn't yeah. be in there. He has a real issue, and they're kicking his butt. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, the 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 aspects of the show, the show that they they did, which was like the faux talk show. Uh, when Paperboy's on there, and they're trying, you know, the uh, Tavis Smiley kind of dude was trying to get him to yes. answer questions. I mean, just that whole scene <laughs> had me dying. I mean, I was just laughing so hard. I was like, "This is me." And it's and it shows you like Donald Glover because because I, I watched him when he was on um, Community, which is another show I love, and was also tremendously quirky. Did a lot of like this kind of stuff that you see in this show. And so I think he's also picked off some things that really worked with community. Um, but community was, a you know, NBC primetime. It had to be very, um, you know, yes. everyone had to hug and, and, and make nice at the end. And here, like there's a murder halfway through it. Well, at least a, a shooting. And, uh, right. you know, kind of came out of nowhere. That's Mark was like, hold on, wait a minute. This is violent. I was like, I don't know what this is. I have no idea what this right. show is about. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's a comedy or a drama or what, but it's I can't stop watching it. And so, uh, yeah, there's just things in here that are really serious, um, but the show is just really good. So, um, again, like, yeah, I can, season two can't come quickly enough. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, right. So there's the murder, and then it's just like they don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, like it has I was like, to, that's got to like, come back at done. some point. Yeah, like it's like gone, and it's like just you just don't talk about it anymore. Like they mention it from time to time, like Paperboy shot somebody, but <laughs> it just never, uh, it just never kind of goes anywhere. Like he ain't getting locked up. It doesn't seem like. <laughs> but you know, you have the so some highlights for me were uh, the episode with the uh, talk show, 
and the young man who's uh transracial. That was that was that was just gold for me, man. That was just gold. <laughs> yeah, that was the that, Chappelle that, piece uh, that you were talking about. Like, that ethos of just like, yeah. you know what people are out here doing? Like, let me just give you a preview right. of what the craziness that people are out here actually claiming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was it right there. And I, so that was one of my highlights. The other highlight was the uh, club episode where they were doing oh, the uh, kind of promotional appearance. And the nightclub owner like had like a trap wall. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like he's trying to get this money from him and my man has like a secret wall and he pulls a fire alarm and the wall opens up and he just like slides behind the wall <laughs> he tries to, he and lost him it, twice like oh yeah yeah no come on just follow me and then he loses him in the club like for real dude like you're a grown man you yes. gonna just walk fast with drinks like yeah he's trying to get out of this thing Oh uh, yeah, it, and it, it's just brilliant. And then at the end, so like, there's this whole like invisible car like rumor, right? <laughs> and then you see people getting hit by an invisible car at the end of the episode. It's just freaking ridiculous, man. <laughs> I'm in tears. It's the little right touches. Yes, it's little things like that yeah. that you're like, no, he didn't. Like, yes, he did. This dude was driving. Just <laughs> we had to rewind it. That was the first time I was like, wait, wait, rewind that? Did he really do that? And I was like. Yes. They they yes. really did it. And let me tell you, they're not gonna talk about it. So don't even expect them nope. to like so what's up with nope. the invisible car? Like that's gone. Yeah. That's you either have to catch it that you now have to forget about. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, so Atlanta, if you haven't seen it, it's a fantastic show when it comes out on Netflix or wherever it winds up in, in the uh in the spaces in between now and season two, check it out. Do yourself a favor. Um you know, other things that I've kind of been into, the get down. Um, were you able to catch that one? I think you said that was one that was kind of on your binge watch list, correct? It's yeah, it's on my it's on my holiday get right binge watch list, so I have not seen it. Yeah. So I won't give away too many spoilers. Some of the critiques of it are it's too kind of corny, kinda of after school especially. Um, I think it's interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. Um mm-hmm. uh it's lighthearted. Um, it's lighthearted. It's not, it's about hip hop, but it's not grimy. It's not hardcore. It's, it's, it's bubble gummy, but there's a place for that. And I enjoy it. It, it rips on kind of the, uh, obsession of early hip hop and late seventies, early eighties, African-American teenagers with Kung Fu movies. And so there are a lot of references to Kung Fu movies oh, yeah. and themes from Kung Fu movies, which you had to kind of be there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, in Chicago growing up as a kid, we had Samurai Saturdays or, you know, Channel 47, and you had to, like, get up at 9 to catch that before, like, cartoons came on. If you got up early enough, you can catch, you know, Samurai Saturday, and you could watch the Kung Fu move. And And then go out and practice your moves. (laughs) Then go out with two sticks. And so it was just... (laughs) Yes. And, you know, there was that one dude in everybody's neighborhood who took it a little too far and had the, you know, had the whole outfit with the little, um, with the little shoes, the little moccasin sandals type deals. You know, it just kind of took it a little too far. You know, like, you're not on a rice patty, brother. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm like, saying? Like, you spent money but, uh, on that? Wow. Right. Like, paid. yeah, you caught that? Like, yeah, man. All right. You ain't get no chicks, but that's you. <laughs> Like, ain't nobody checking for Bruce Leroy. Nobody. 
<laughs> but that's all good. Do you? I appreciate your originality. Um, just don't come right, cry so after me because we're going to fight. Because I'm going to put these yeah. hands on you. <laughs> Right. So the get so, down, right. so the get down is there, and I'm I'm definitely going to do it. So that reminds me, a real quick aside. Uh, so the RZA did a show here in September, where he rescored the 36 Chambers of Shaolin live. Wow. So I mean, this is apparently something he's been trying to do for like two years. So I mean, pretty much, you go into the theater, you are watching the movie, but whenever they play music, it's Rizza up there and he's created pretty much just score for this album and he's like pushing play and holding it and scratching it and using I mean he so it's like performance art for he did this thing you know two and a half hour movie he was up there in front of the crowd just playing for the entire movie wow so that's like, like that's, that's that's amazing yeah so and I heard this was happening they're like oh they're only doing it and it was the day that I had to do this gala and uh, I was more like, so we're going to this gala, and then me and my tux and you and your gown, we're going to watch RZA play at this little theater five blocks away. <laughs> and so we were there in a tuxedo. We were the best-dressed people at the RZA concert movie thing. But, yeah, I had to be there for that. And it was, But it was like all the things you're saying about Queen Sugar and Insecure and Luke Cage, like – we are now at the point now where people recognize like this is actually something that has value and is worthwhile and hip hop folks are controlling it. So that, that was like an yes. aside to this, uh, the get down thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Luke Cage, I'm, I'm deep into right now. I'm like six episodes in, um, and mm. enjoying that thoroughly. Um, and just mm. kind of like, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comic book kid. I, I kind of grew up on the X-Men and, and that was like my thing. I was the brother in the house who had like all the comics and knew all the comic book stuff, nerd stuff. That was me in my house. Um, and I, I still got like shoe boxes of comic books that eventually I'll give to my kids one day. Um, Dang, uh, it's already yeah. online. They're like, all those things are on my right, they, yeah, they, yeah, what, they, what are you doing with those boxes? Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I bought them, right? I bought them, right? Yeah, I, just like they're, they're right next to my, they're right next to my tapes. <laughs> they're in the, they're in the, they're in the, they're in the shoebox next to the shoebox, full of the two or three shoeboxes full of my cassettes. <laughs> All of my, yeah, tapes. I may or may not have um, a cassette box in my garage, so yeah. I, I, I can't laugh too it. hard at that. You got it. it, it, it they, they will not have any use. They will never come back like vinyl. Um, it won't happen. But I have them. Right, I bought I bought them. I already paid for them, so I'm keeping them. <laughs> That's the conversation. Call the fire in my house. I was like, I'm just it. waiting for them. I'm waiting for them to catch fire and burn my house down and be like, yep, yep, hip hop destroyed my house, burnt my house down. Right. <laughs> oh, but uh, the like, Luke Cage, I'm, I'm Luke Cage show is, my kids one one day. Yeah, Luke Cage. Um, Luke Cage is good. I won't ruin it for you. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and that's, you know, it's a, I think uh, the guy Coker kind of described it like it's a, it's a, a, a love, what do you call it, like a love story for Harlem. Like he just wanted to capture yeah. Harlem as well as he could. And obviously it's, some of it is a little stilted and corny, and it kind of mixes genres. It's kind of got like a, you know, roaring 20s feel, and then it's also got like a 90s right. feel, and but I'm with it. I'm all the way there. I'm like, you can mix and match time frame. I don't care. It's Harlem. 
Yeah. It's it's yeah. NY. It's, yeah. it's everything I love. It's the barbershop. It's the dude that plays chess at the barbershop. It's you right. know gangstar titles to every episode. I'm I'm here for all of yes. this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Luke Cage, and Queen Sugar is one that if you haven't seen that it was on the OWN Network. Uh, it just finished up its first season. Um, it's based upon a book. I don't. This is one of my wife's kind of like. You need to watch this with me. And I'm kind of like, okay, you watch stuff with me. I'll watch this with you. Um, and so it's just a great story about this family in Louisiana. The father dies. He leaves on this sugar farm. Um, they got to figure out how to make it pop. Um, and just kind of their hustle, their grind, of being everyday folks trying to make it in Louisiana with a sugar farm that you got to kind of figure out how to make profitable. Um, so it's, it's, it's really good. Um, the music again, Alabama shakes, um, Mm. uh, Jesse Boykins, the third, I mean, they just play all these different artists that are in there and it's kind of like, Oh yeah. And you know, I'm the music person in the house. And so, you know, something is played and that's what really kind of, I was like, wait a minute, they playing that on here. Mm. Mm-hmm. I might have to pay mm-hmm. a little bit closer attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you like, have my attention. Who, who, that was for you, and you know they put it, it in there for it? you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I appreciate yeah. that. Like, oh, you, you like you get me, you see me, world, you see yeah. me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get you get people like me, and so that that's really reaffirming, and, and that makes you want to watch it more, right? To see yeah. what, what are you going to put in here next week, and am I going to recognize it? And if I don't, what does that mean? You know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm that guy, right? So, um, and then there's Insecure, which is uh, another one my wife kind of put me on to. And, and there's been a, uh, a, just a ridiculous buzz about this particular show on the on black Twitter um, and, mm-hmm. and Twitter in general. Um, so, yeah, it's a, I, won't, I won't give you a giveaway. It's just about, you know, a couple of black girls in L.A. Yeah. trying to figure out yeah. life. Um, and... It's good though. It's good. It's hilarious. It's funny. Um, I watched a pilot. You know, relationship I'm, stuff. You'll always get me if it's if it's smart. I'm in. Right. If it doesn't go yeah. for the easy joke and it goes for like, yeah, someone worked to really make this funny, not just like stupid yeah. aha funny. Like uh, you know, then I'm in. So I watched the yeah. um, the pilot and I was like, okay, this is good. I'm gonna have to watch this and yeah. I'll probably have to watch with my yeah. wife. So it'll take me three months to get through it because she's got. Every housewife show that she has to get through before she can get to uh, our joint one. So <laughs> by some you, by next summer, <laughs> I'll have watched the Get Down and and uh, and Insecure. I'll let you know. All right, <laughs> but I mean, it's just a, a a real sweet spot for visual black art, man. I mean, like it's just a, a real sweet spot for for television for black people and you got to, sometimes you got to take a step back and be like, yo man, in 10 years, we're going to look at this like year and be like, wow, that was a lot of, that was a lot of popping, you know, cause it, yeah. it, it, it won't stay like this forever. Like that's the other thing. Like nope. we can't have stuff for a long time. <laughs> like, we can't, <laughs> we, bank can't on have things. we can't bank no. on this just being here. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't yep. do that. Like, so when you got it, you got to enjoy it, take notice of it and appreciate it and support it. You know, yeah. if it's well done and it's run by the right kind of folks, you got to support it. You got to you got to roll with it because again, if we don't support it, it won't be there. It really will not be around again. You know. Word. So. Yep. 
Yep. So man, this has been a great this has been it's been great chopping it up with you, bro. Um, you know, we're gonna wrap this up and put a pretty bow on it. Um before we get off the uh air, let's let's give them a quick preview of the year in review that's coming up real soon. Yeah. Um like when do you expect to have it ready to drop? Uh, we'll get it up yeah. on our website again, um, so that people can find it. We'll link you to it through the podcast. We'll probably hit you off with another podcast once it drops, and we'll kind of go through it on air and hit you with a link. Um, we'll get that out on social media uh, and yep. make sure you can check it out. So what do you got? Yeah. Give us a, a, a little teaser of what you have in store this year. Yeah, so, um, so this is, uh, I think, this year – there's a lot of good music this year. Again, probably even more than last year. Um, but just within hip hop, you know, some of the stuff we talked about, um, you know, the the group, uh, you know, the return of the group, and uh, showing how you know you can make a great great albums that you know as a group. And these are veterans kind of coming in, so there's a there's a strong presence there. Um, there's, um, I think, uh, the first half of the year. Three or four albums came out, and I think you know they they've got been forgotten. I mean, so Kanye Kanye's hasn't because he's been he's Kanye. But uh, some of the other stuff, I think um, you know, once I kind of match them one to one, I was like, yeah, I think these still, these things still hold up. So I think a lot of the first quarter drops that um, that we we talked about in May, um, at least one of them will make an appearance, and then. Um, uh, I think there's. I'm think I'm gonna have to put one of these LP EP things in the top five, which I haven't done before, but they're really good and they're album quality. And I, and so uh, I think uh, trying to figure out between you know like Schoolboy Q or Rhapsody, um, I either gotta dive in and say like, all right, this is an album, and 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 it all goes. Maybe like the Oscars went from five to ten. I'll just do ten. I don't know. Um, but uh, all those things. Um, kind of will be in and the ordering I haven't you know figured out yet on my own but I think I know what the top five or six are and so uh I'm going to try and make the argument and then uh invite discussion excellent excellent um yeah I'll, I'll be interested to see how what you got in there um yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, 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 I'm intrigued I'm intrigued I'm excited I want to see what's up um because I know there's there, there's been a lot that's been out and you know as I kind of think about like yeah there's some stuff that came out like January February that I kind of forgot about <laughs> I'm gonna have to go check it out yep. again. Um, yep. so yeah, that'll be that'll be excellent. That'll be excellent. So listeners out there, be on the lookout. We'll make sure that you have access to that. Um, we'll give you a link on the pod. We'll give you a link on Twitter, Facebook feeds, all that kind of stuff. It'll be out there, um, and we will get that out so that you can check that out. And, you know, you'll probably find the great thing about year end list is there are always a few gems that you missed. Yeah. Um, and, they, you know, there's, it's a great way. I always kind of go through, I have some go-to websites um, that I kind of go to to see kind of their top songs of the year or best albums of the year. Cause there are always some things that I just missed. Like I'm not 16 anymore and I can't spend all day on this stuff. <laughs> Like, yeah, surprising. To, it takes a I lot of time. How did things. I have this time? Yeah, I, I could have like yeah. been an astrophysicist if I spent all the time in right. high school right. doing math and physics that I did on uh listening to pirated radio at three o'clock in the morning. God Yes. All yes. right. Right. But now I'm right. here Trying doing to find the that, list, that so. hidden gem. 
Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> now I have all of this other knowledge about hip hop and comic books and movies and television shows that is totally useless until I get into a conversation with somebody else that knows this stuff. <laughs> That's hustling. Then, it, then it's great. <laughs> then it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, again, be on the lookout for it. This does it for this edition of Hustle and Flows. Thank you, Say Cool, man. It's been a blast. Um, we will try yeah. and get another one out for you all um, within the next couple of weeks. Again, with the holidays hitting, you know, we're going to be traveling, doing the family guy thing. Um, but then once the new year comes back, we're going to try and get back on the air together and give you guys yeah. another hot 60 minutes of a podcast. Um, this one is 60 plus. So enjoy yourselves. Enjoy this one. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you again, brother. And as always, to the folks out there, peace. Peace.